Hey, Benton. Don't crap your pants if you see a vampire out there. Get lost. You wouldn't recognize a goddamn vampire if one jumped up and bit you on the end of your fucking dick. So just get off my back. Welcome to Generation Loss, the show about movies with Bryn. And Jeremy. That doesn't take itself too seriously. That's right, and Bryn. <laughs> <laughs> and we are uh, entering the second week of Animation Anthology Month. Uh, voted AKA on by the Dark. Black History Month. <laughs> also known as Black History Month, where we are not talking about most almost every movie is uh from japan <laughs> uh famously not a country that has a lot of black people in it um but uh we celebrate we all celebrate in our own way is is, how, is what i think um <laughs> uh, but uh this is this is the second dark council that has formed if you don't know what the dark council is you can go to patreon.com slash generation laws and find out um but they get to pick the movies and they are picking the movies so you can't blame us you can blame the don't the shadowy blame council. me that you have to watch cyber city 080808 <laughs> this week 080808 um you you can cannot blame me or jeremy uh it's you can not blame, our fault you can blame one of the shadowy council members that picked it um but yeah uh this is the animation month and I, honestly, it's been a great time so far. We watched Robot Carnival last time and we watched this this time. Um, but before we get to talking about that, let's just jump right ahead and ask Jeremy, as we're wont to do, what he watched this week. So, Jeremy, what did you watch this week? Thank you for asking, Bryn. <laughs> You're um, welcome. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to give an update on... Um, my my gaming situation right now. Last week I I talked about Hitman, a game which I've been playing. Um, I bought the like uh, I guess there's like a new version of it where they like package all of the like the ones that they they like did like a reboot of it, and so there's like a trilogy now of new ones as of the last like ten years, and. Um, they did a re-release of it where all of them are together uh, and you like carry items and shit over in between all of the levels across all three games. Okay. Um, so I finally finished all of the campaign of all three games. And uh, the thing that I said last week was how refreshing it is compared to Red Dead Redemption where there's almost no story to this whatsoever. It's extremely like surface level shit. By the third Hitman game, this is no longer the case. Oh, no. Um, it, the, by the third one, it becomes extremely plot-oriented in a way that is so dumb and annoying <laughs> and um, So wait, funny. you're saying you played, you played all three? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. It's such an easy game at times, but it's also really hard. And, like, some levels are really hard. Some of them are really easy. Um, once you get the hang of it, though, it kind of goes pretty quick. Uh, and also, you know, I, I have an easy job. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I have time to lounge around and do nothing. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but anyway, so by the third, uh, by the third Hitman, so the first one, like I told you, like the, the background story of 47 is it's like, he's, he's just like a personality you know, nobody man who just kills and that's it. And everybody's yeah. like, that's great. I love it for him. I, he's perfect <laughs> to be a hitman. And then there's like this whole like shadow government thing. And like uh, he's like betrayed by the assassins that he works for. And then like he goes rogue and whatever. I'm a betrayed man. But what's funny is so in the first game, because like the story is so stupid and pointless I just got in the habit of just skipping cutscenes that weren't directly related to the mission at hand. 
So like stuff in between where it's like, all right, 47, like next up, you're going to be flying out to Bangkok and this, that and the other. And and I would just skip those and I would just get straight to the next one where it would be like, okay, this is where this guy is. This is who he is, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I got into the habit of skipping them. Uh, by the time you get to the third game where it's all this super plot oriented stuff like <laughs> you start like meeting characters and stuff I'm like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> what am I supposed to care <laughs> and I by like the this. last mission you're literally like piloting him through like a vision he's having under like a drug treatment. And so what? he's like seeing all the people he killed throughout the franchise. And I'm like, who cares? Shut up. Let me kill. <laughs> <laughs> Let me eat. <laughs> I've been working all day. I need to, I need food. Let me cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold up. Let him cook. Hold up. Let him cook. I'm going to kill this French uh, financier. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I still think it was pretty fun. Uh, pretty decent game. Now I'm like kind of just fucking around uh, trying to like kill everybody in a level. That's a fun thing to do in the game. You can kill um, everyone. Yeah, it's like one of the only game franchises that I know of where like literally every single NPC in a map is killable and there are no like spawn points. So, like, you can actually, like, clear a whole level of people and then just, like, walk among their corpses that don't despawn. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you know, like, the first level of the first game is, like, a, a, like, fashion show in Paris in, like, this big, beautiful mansion. And it's, like, packed full of people. And so you can do, like, a full-on, like, mass shooting incident. And just make, like, yeah, mountains of dead bodies by the the stairs in the front and stuff. It's fucking brutal. It's very fun, though. (laughs) It sounds fun. Um, And then I wanted to also talk about something I watched this week, which is the Peacock original series... Poker face. We love Peacock. We love Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Peacock original uh, uh, series, Poker Face, starring um, Natasha Leon and created Is that by Sergio Leon's daughter. I don't think Is she so. related. Is she got blue parents? I don't. Blue on Wikipedia parents. Personal life. Nothing about her family. I don't think. Nothing about her family. Oh, they were. Uh, She's dating Fred <laughs> Armisen. She joked that her family consists of my father's side, Flatbush, my mother's side, Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I guess she's very Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so anyway, Poker Face, uh, created by Ryan Johnson. Uh, surprisingly very good. Uh, yeah, really I've heard enjoying, very good. Really enjoying I- so far. So you had you seen Russian Doll both seasons? Yes. No, I just and saw you, the first season. I saw the first episode of the second season, and I didn't enjoy it, so I didn't really uh, move forward. Interesting. Uh, now this show is now this show is not over. No. So we are once again doing a a Jeremy entry into I like this for the first five episodes. Hopefully it stays good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I even haven't even I'm not even up to date. I've only watched the first three so far. OK. And I'll say, I mean, on the one hand, the premise is running thin already. So I'm hoping <laughs> that it goes other places. Although at the same time, I, I don't necessarily mind because so. So the premise of the show is Natasha Leon. Uh, at the beginning of the series, she lives in Las Vegas. She's a waitress at a uh, at a casino. She has a secret talent uh, that she can't really explain and nobody can really explain. And I hope they never actually explain because it's much more fun that way. But she has a secret talent where she is just a perfect human lie detector. It's the only thing she can do. And she doesn't necessarily have any like super valuable use for it all the time. But it's the one thing about her is she always knows when somebody's lying um, and she doesn't explain it necessarily. She's not like, oh, everybody has a tell and I see it and whatever. She's just like, no, I just kind of can know. And that's just how it is. Uh, and she is uh, formerly a professional so it's like gambler. Kind of, it's like kind of supernatural. Like she has just like a preternatural ability to 
just if someone lies she knows exactly yes like it's it's i wouldn't necessarily it feels magical but it's just like it's sort of just treated as like i don't know i just kind of know and everybody's like but what do you mean and then they'll like test her and she gets it right and they're like all right i guess you do you know (laughs) like she'll they'll just be like they'll like hold up cards and they'll be like yeah holding the ace of spades I'm holding she the four a, of diamonds. I'm she holding has the an extra five sensory, She has an extra sensory perception mm-hmm. power. Yes. Uh-huh. And yeah. so anyway, so in the past, she was a professional gambler. Now she's not anymore because uh, some shit went down with somebody or another, and she got kind of like blackballed from high stakes professional gambling. Um, so now she's good, just sure. kind of... Exactly, yes. Uh, and people just like accused her of cheating and somebody said that it was true and then you know she's like all right whatever i guess whatever i won't do that anymore uh but anyway so uh each episode thus far uh is a murder mystery and um it will begin with seeing the murder happen and then we kind of like rewind a little bit and it will be kind of like the day or two leading up to the murder and how natasha leon's character kind of interacts with the story, uh, how she gets there to the murder scene. And then the rest of the episode will be her solving the murder. And it's kind of fun because she's like, she's a fuck up. She's not a detective. She's not particularly like, she's not particularly like witty or smart or like, you know, wise or whatever. She just like has sort of like a gut instinct of like, you know, what's right. And so, she just is like, I don't like that this happened. I don't think it's good that this happened. So uh, I'm going to spend my time trying to figure this out. And her only ability is the lie detector thing. And so it's all sure. about her trying to like manipulate things into such a way where she can catch somebody lying about something and then use that to try to like work her way back towards where the clues will be to lead her to why they lied about the thing or whatever. Because mm-hmm. it's not that she knows the truth. You right, know what she I mean? just knows they're she lying. She just knows that they didn't tell it. <laughs> there is a, uh, a comic book series called Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, With the lion that? cat, yeah. Lion cat. It's She's exactly lion cat. like lion cat, yeah, <laughs> because it's literally just somebody says something and she like almost always just says, bullshit. And then she'll yeah, be like, lying. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but so it's fun. It's it's a fun time. Each episode so far, like I've enjoyed the little mystery that unfolds. I've enjoyed seeing how her her power and her personality interacts with the mystery. I think it works really well as what it is. However, by episode three, Mo and I both were like, so does she just like encounter a murder everywhere she goes? Like, why does this keep happening? <laughs> Why does Col- Columbo is a detective, right? Like that's his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not a detective. She's on the run. Is is the story? So is she got oh, so is she going to become a detective? How are they going to keep this thing going? I hope that that's what happens or something like that because otherwise it's like I don't really know. You know, like well, to be fair, isn't that how Murder She Wrote is? Uh. Where it's just like. Murder, She Wrote is about a writer. And then it's just like every episode. It's like, mm. <laughs> we need you to solve this murder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, sure. What it's sound- like, but it's like, I, I, I expect a little more from like, you know, Ryan Johnson and whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think like you've got to like figure yeah, out a way well. to like make one of the mysteries last a few episodes or like have an episode where it's not a murder. Maybe it's something else happens, you know, that right. she has to solve or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh but it's um, it's pretty good so far. I like it. Um, the yeah, I'm excited to watch it. The I first mean, episode I know is Adrian Brody in it, and he's incredible in it. Um, he's, he's always a really fun time. What a great, what a great actor. Um, yeah, C- comes highly recommended from me. Good show. All right, Natasha yeah, I mean, Leon's a great actor. It sounds like it has a chance of running out its welcome a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, very much so. Yes, but. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited to watch it. I like her a lot, um, and I know it's not Russian Doll, but it seems to have similar vibes. And I really liked the first season of Russian Doll. She's a Every similar time character. Th- She's and, and it's right. kind of like this is just kind of like what her life is. You know, <laughs> like it's just like you know when you are 
the child actor who famously got super burned out on drugs and disappeared for a while and then came back. Like you kind of just get these roles. I feel like, Oh, is that what happened to her? Yeah. I feel like she like, she had like a good run of movies from like childhood through teen years. And then she was like gone for a long time. Like, let's see when she was 18, Leon used the paycheck from her work on everyone says, I love you to buy a small apartment in your grandma's park. And she experienced legal problems and was arrested for driving under the influence of alcohol. And for instance, involving her neighbors, she was evicted by her landlord, actor, Michael Rappaport, following complaints by other tenants about her behavior. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) This bitch rented from Michael Rappaport. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. Apparently she's in American Pie. Oh yeah, she is. She's really young in this movie. Yeah, she's in um, so much stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, I feel like she's been around for a long time, but I can never remember wow. what she's in. 2005, she was admitted to Beth Israel, suffering hepatitis C, a heart infection, and a collapsed lung. She was undergoing oh methadone treatment for heroin addiction. In January, she was a warrant was issued for her arrest after she missed a court hearing relating to her prior legal problems her lawyer said an emergency had arisen did not give details later that year leon admitted to a drug and alcohol treatment center and she appeared in court afterward yeah so she she did some she did some drugs yeah she got some drugs in her system and then that's good good for her that's what i like to hear but yeah so i like her and i'll probably watch the show good stuff bryn what did you watch this week uh, well, like I said on the bonus episode, I have been mostly playing Persona 5. Mm-hmm. An interesting... Uh, I wanted to mention that that game has a story that is very strange where it's this very anime thing where it's like, you know, demons and, and you know, uh, almost Shinigami type things, but it's all like explicitly a metaphor. Like it doesn't really exist even in the world of the game. Like Mm -hmm. it does and they see it and they can enter it and they have powers. But like, I just think it really, it's a really fun way to make a game like this riffing on those ideas where like one of the characters brings like a, a, like a pellet gun into the world, but because like the person whose brain there, like emotions they're in, like sees it as a gun, it is a gun. So they like in the real world, you can go like buy fake guns. And then in the, in the place where you actually do fighting, they're real and they have like different powers and stuff. Okay. Um, And I don't know. It's an interesting metaphor for a lot of different stuff. Just like the way they treat the kids is really harsh. <laughs> like all the adults are really mean and no one believes them and no one trusts them about anything. Uh, and I'm very much enjoying that game. I talked about it a little bit on the bonus, but I uh, just wanted to mention to uh, the the regular episode that I've been playing that mostly and uh, have been enjoying it quite a bit. Um, but what I did watch this week uh, was Malcolm X, directed by Ooh. Spike Lee, starring Denzel Washington, the greatest actor of all time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, from 1992, uh, Spike Lee's fairly controversial um, for a lot of reasons um, movie, sometimes stylized as just the letter X, um, Malcolm X. Uh, and I had watched this movie a little bit Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had seen the first two hours of it a long yeah, time ago. Long as shit. It is, I believe, three and change. What's, what's two hundred minutes? Yeah, three and change, three and twenty, right? Three twenty. It's very long. Luckily, I was on a five-hour plane ride and I watched the whole thing. Um, what's funny is I like I don't remember it. Like I've seen it a couple times and like I it's <laughs> which is like really weird for me because you know I don't like long movies. No. Um and it's funny because I don't think of it as being very long. Like it it it's feels long, like but a, it's like it's in sections. You know, like he's like a gangster and then it's like there's like the gangster movie and then he goes to jail and then that that's one movie. Yeah. And then there's the Nation of Islam section. And then there's the sort of like revolutionary section and then it's over. Um, 
it's it doesn't drag. It's a very very well put together movie that is. I mean, it's really shocking that it it is uh, it does it moves as quickly as it does. Um, it's just a really fun movie to watch. You've seen it, yeah? You said you've seen it. Yeah, a bunch seen it of a time. few times, yeah. Um, I guess it was on the plane. Uh, honestly, it's kind of weird that it was on a plane because the movie, like I said, was pretty controversial at the time in 1992. Um, and, but I realized it was on the plane for black history month. <laughs> like Delta was like, mm. it's black history month. Check out yes. some black movies. Hilarious. Uh, and I'd seen all of them except this one. So I watched this one and I mean, I'd seen most of it, but I don't think I'd actually watched all of it. Um, uh, and the the screenplay was originally written by James Baldwin, um, and uh, then he died in eighty seven, and uh, he rewrote the Baldwin Arnold Pearl script, um, which is cool. I felt the movie's great. Um, the movie sort of starts at the beginning. And has all of these interesting flashbacks to his childhood. But he's in Boston, which is hard to imagine. I, I, I In my mind, it's always New York. Um, because it looks like New York. Um, but it's Boston, right? In the beginning? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, he, in 19, it's the 1944 Boston. Oh, and then he goes to Harlem. And it like kind of like goes between Boston and Harlem sometimes, so it's like a little confusing. It definitely feels like Brooklyn, um, but the costume design, the the way the whole Boston stuff is shot, is just like some of the most beautiful, fascinating. Like you want to live yeah. in that world, kind I of love stuff. The whole the whole zoot suit <laughs> portion of that movie is like some of my favorite like Spike stuff. Absolutely. I mean, it made me want to watch Mo Betta Blues again because mm-hmm. um, it kind of has that vibe of just like that, like smoky, jazzy. Yeah. Uh, Makes stuff. you want to fucking walk around jingle and change in your pocket, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to weird dances and have someone throw you in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's fucking around. He's fucking white women. He's trying to be a, a, a Mac daddy. And then he... Uh, gets involved with gangsters and he goes to jail um and then he be- he meets uh, a guy who's really serious about islam um and In he's the like shower yeah, right he's like burning his hair and like the guy's like don't don't wash it out <laughs> yeah yeah he's like he's mad at him for straightening his hair um and uh well not mad at him but he's 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 trying to show him that he's he's trying to look white or whatever he's trying to like disown his blackness and hide his blackness and you know malcolm doesn't even realize that's what he's doing um but he learns a lot from this guy and then he um he spends a long time how many he how many times how many years does he stay in there uh it's a long time because he doesn't get out until the 50s i think so he spends like five, six years in there. Uh, and then he joins the Nation of Islam, who... This movie is really interesting because it it really shows the Nation of Islam as like... It's not too harsh on them, and it's also not too easy on them either. Um, I really liked that it does seem like something that gives a lot of people a real spiritual release and, and community um, and isn't simply a cult. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, they, like they allow Malcolm to, they have, they give him his ideology, you know, yeah. this sort of like black nationalist, um, you know, black power, black pride type ideology. Um, it's just like the inner workings of the of the church is very uh it's a little unethical (laughs) and uh elijah muhammad 
seems to be kind of a bad person. And I don't, I haven't done enough research on Malcolm X's like life to know how true all of it is. Um, Spike is sort of a little bit infamous for, for taking liberties with certain stuff mm-hmm. in like black Klansmen and things. Um, but I thought it was um, really cool. I was I was a little sad that it really kind of skips over a lot of his like actual civil rights revolutionary part. Like that, like once he leaves the Nation of Islam, it's like almost over. Like yeah, he basically like it's fucking is, crazy. It's like it's 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 a three hour and twenty minute long movie, and it feels like stuff gets like breezed past, and you're like, where does the time go? <laughs> where does it go <laughs> i don't get this movie it's like the one of the most confusing movies i think i know because i really don't think of it as being a super long movie and i feel like there's stuff where it like it feels like there's beats there's things you see and then the movie is over that's the way that i feel about 90 minute movies and this is like the longest movie ever made <laughs> <laughs> it's so good though like i think it's because it's I mean, Denzel is just as usual, incredible. Yeah. Really embodying this guy. And, uh, like when he goes to, uh, Mecca, like it's a really beautiful scene. And, and I don't know this, this guy going to this place and really feeling like he's at home and being treated like a human for the first time in his life and, and weighing this, like weight of of the people who brought him to this enlightenment and then are are like kind of on his tail and and trying to ruin his life but like don't actually want him to like go and continue trying to free people um it's really heavy it's a it's a very intense movie um i just feel like it's it's sad because I couldn't I couldn't say t- cut anything out, but mm. I do feel like it should be a whole nother movie of him like a- after leaving the it nation. It should of be Inf- a five hour movie, probably. It really should be a five hour. It should movie, just and be it's- three movies, and they should all be <laughs> three hours. <laughs> I, I want to see the Avengers level level of detail for this one guy's life. Yeah. Um. It it it's sad because it kind of just like hit. It, it's sad because at the end of the movie, spoilers for this ancient movie uh, <laughs> uh, that's about a real thing, the Nation of Islam kills him. Interestingly, the movie kind of is like probably the Nation of Islam killed him, but also the CIA was spying on him. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's and- like, it, it's one of those weird things where it's like both him and MLK, I feel like it's weird how much people are just like yeah well it was you know it was jack Ru- or what not jack Ru- what was the guy's name <laughs> uh who killed them okay yeah oh i don't Allegedly. know i just the, the fbi as far as i <laughs> yeah. know yeah but it's uh, like, mlk <laughs> i feel like it started to come around a little bit recently um but yeah, like uh, people but, do just accept oh james earl ray james earl ray uh yeah people really accept that uh that that Malcolm X nut. was killed by uh, by the Nation of Islam, and, and and it's it's interesting that like you know you know what happened to Fred Hampton, like everybody knows what happened to Fred Hampton, you know, and like nobody yeah. makes any bones about that. Nobody is like even remotely like you know questioning that. But then everybody's uh-huh. like, yeah, but probably these other guys who were you know exactly the same level of threat to the government, <laughs> um, yeah, they probably were killed by who they said they were killed by. Right, right, and I guess it's just because they admitted that the FBI admitted the Fred Hampton one because they had to because yeah, their shit got leaked, um, and people are really don't really want to talk about it that way. But I mean. I, you know, from what I know about how Malcolm X was being surveilled by the CIA and, you know, the feds, you know, sure, maybe the Nation of Islam was really trying to kill him, but it's like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the movie doesn't make any, like, strong, doesn't sh- show strong evidence. Definitely shows that they're harassing them, their family. 
the nation of Islam was, but it also shows that the CIA was, it kind of posits that like they were going to kill him or the nation of Islam was going to kill yeah. him. Um, it's sort of like a Sopranos ending sort of a thing. Right. Where it's like, you know, really in the end it doesn't matter because it was going to be one dead. or the other. <laughs> uh, which I haven't seen and uh, we'll get there in a couple of months. Um, but it is just, it's tragic and it's, infuriating and i just want to see denzel being malcolm and making speeches especially the more intense like marxist leninist ones as he got like a little older and towards the end of his life um which are skipped over unfortunately um but then what's really interesting is at the end of the movie um like nelson mandela shows up <laughs> and he's just like in in a classroom just being like it's just quoting Malcolm's speeches and stuff, and it's like footage of his real life and stuff. Uh, it's really yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, like all the kids doing like, I am Malcolm X. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's heartbreaking and good and sad, and, you know, we want him back. Um, it's really a strange movie, too. There's a lot of weird, like, cuts to reality. Like, the movie opens with footage of the Rodney King beating, which I just feel like I want Spike to go back to doing stuff this like political. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess like the Black Klansman, didn't it end with like Trump and stuff? Maybe, maybe I want someone else to make. Yeah. <laughs> I want Spike um, to go back to being this cool. Political. <laughs> yeah. I want him to stop being a lib now. Um, but it, it it's a great movie from a great period of his, of the nineties when he was doing his best stuff arguably i would argue his best stuff is in the 90s um so i really enjoyed it and would highly recommend it um so let's now go to our feature presentation <sighs> uh which is cyber city 080808 no wait cyber city 080808 yes i don't uh, <laughs> know that it's actually on purpose that it's 080808 like I don't think I that they no, I, I don't I think don't that they think of it, it that way in Japan. I don't think that that like <laughs> was on purpose. It might be. They like to do that kind of shit. Uh, like bo 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 bo. I was just thinking of bo 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 bo. Yeah, but um, this isn't like funny. <laughs> you know, like not this at doesn't all. feel like it's supposed to be like lighthearted at all. <laughs> Cyber City oh eight oh eight oh eight oh no oh eight oh eight oh eight. Yeah. Um, so this is a, it's kind of hard. It's, I guess the show, it's an original yeah, video okay, animation. So, yeah. So let's get this out of the way. So it's, 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 it's an OVA. It's, uh, three 45 minute episodes, uh, uh, that come together allegedly into a single piece. Uh, allegedly yeah. this is an animation anthology. I'm just going to go ahead and say this right off the bat. This <laughs> really stretched what we're calling an animation <laughs> anthology. This was not an anthology. This is a three-episode series that very clearly didn't get picked up to be anything else. This didn't have, like, a beginning, middle, and end. This wasn't oh. one piece. This didn't, like, come together into a single sort of, like... Like, it's just... it's it's They made these characters. They gave them a couple of stories. It doesn't feel like this... <laughs> like, it just feels like this was a show that didn't get picked up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, it's fun. I did, you're probably right because when I've... I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to talk about this movie like I think it's good because mm -hmm. I enjoyed it, kind of. Um, but I don't think it's that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so don't take my tone as any indication. Um, but I did leave the thing being like, this felt like an X-Files episode. Like every everyone felt like X-Files. Mm -hmm. Where it was like a weird, like there's a weird vampire episode. There's the um, the human guy, the or like the hu RoboCop villain. And then they have to like figure out how to kill it or, or who's responsible or whatever. It felt like a detective show. Yes. And I actually did like that about it i don't I not like, like that about it i think that what i don't like is that uh this is animation anthology month and right. this really just kind of feels like they you know like they had an idea for a show this is the format of the show and they made a few episodes of it and that's that 
Right. Apparently, they came out really far apart, though. Interesting. The first one came out in 1990, June, then December 1990, then October 1991. Interesting. It was like a, a, I, I don't really understand how Japanese television or anime is released mm-hmm. but it did take a long time for them to get these three out so it's like they must have not been planning a regular show i don't actually understand it but i guess the idea of the anthology is that you have three f- what would you call this kind of person a person who's in prison and forced to be a cop yeah they're so they're prisoners in a post uh like a dystopian cyberpunk world and the premise is that in this world, policing is done by criminals, uh, and as a way of like <laughs> yeah. earning your freedom, essentially, you like track down other criminals, and you have like an explosive collar on your neck that like forces you to uh, uh, to, to not you know, run away, not run away, or or not do your job because they'll blow your head off. Uh, this is kind of what I'm talking about, though. With like the this feels just like a show uh, that yeah. didn't get finishes, like. You know, they introduce that idea at the beginning of the first one, and they introduce, like, you earn your freedom by being a cop, and you don't get your head blown off or whatever. And then by the end of the third one, it's like, well, we don't really know what uh, becomes of these guys, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't, like, end, you know, it's not like, I, it. it's not like three interesting stories that, like, sort of interact or it's just like it really did feel like a show that I wanted more episodes of mm-hmm. if it was a little better. <laughs> it was a little better. And uh, I don't know. I wonder how much it would feel better if I didn't watch the English dub. Um, I have to disagree with you, Bryn. I think <laughs> you think that's the best part. I think the dub was so funny. Um, <laughs> it was so funny. So we watched. But it made it so, feel even. I, I put it on last night, uh, and then I immediately, maybe five minutes into watching it, I texted Bryn, and I was like, "Bryn, you have to watch this in English because I know you. I know you'll watch the you'll watch the sub." Yeah, um, I was going to. You were going to. I insisted you watch the dub because the <laughs> dub of this, uh, I don't know who did it, um, who's in charge of this. But it's probably the most cursing I've ever heard in an anime dub ever. And and it, I, I'm a little curious now. I might, honestly, I might consider just like watching some of it in Japanese just to see what what the, the subs look like and if they're cursing that much in Japanese as well. Because everything in this is cursing like it's fucking like... Yeah. Like it's well, South Park in the 90s. Like it's <laughs> like they're they're calling each other like... What is the chick in the third one calls them like dick splash? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Really, like, really creative, ridiculous cursing. (laughs) It reminded me of um, the episode of, or the sketch in I Think You Should Leave, where he's like, What about a big cum shot? (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're just like saying insane, like, it's just in very unrealistic and unnecessary places they're just like fuck off yeah and then there's like jokes where like the he's like fuck off and the robot is like i do not understand what fuck off means yeah. i cannot copulate that stuff and that's is like good i like that funny. stuff um, um i like the robot. if i can find the clip the beginning of this episode will have been my my favorite quote from this or possibly any anime dub ever <laughs> when he's when the when the weird uh the weird chick guy is going off to hunt for the vampire and the guy's like, let me come with you. And he's like, no, you wouldn't know a vampire if it bit you on the end of your fucking dick. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. He's just walking to the spaceship and he just says that and then just gets in and flies off. (laughs) 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 What does that mean? Like, Look, you don't know anything about vampires. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, 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 they don't really establish these characters very well. So it's like them all being so cruel to each other is like so interesting because you're like, so what happened? Did they like not get along in prison or like? Well, they they don't know each other. They're just like forced to be partners, kind of. But they're not even partners. They're not doing this shit together. (laughs) Well, they're like, that's what's weird. They each kind of get their own episode to be the main guy, I guess. 
Right, exactly. Um, so the three characters are Sengoku, who's like, you'd think is the main guy, but it turns out they're all kind of the main guy for yeah. one episode. So Sengoku but I'd say still is, Sengoku is kind of the main guy. He sounds like a mixture between uh, James Woods and Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Gogol, who is, he looks like uh, Jet from Cowboy Bebop with a mohawk. Yeah, and, I was say, like, he looks like a halfway between Jet and um, whichever one it is, Bebop or Rocksteady from the Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's Rocksteady. Um, yeah, he lo- he's got like weird shades on because his eyes got like ripped off. So he has like Jordy. He has a Jordy LaForge sh- visor, um, which comes becomes important at in his episode when he gets it like broken and then he's blind. And then we have Benton, who's some sort of lady guy who who is like <laughs> he has like I don't I couldn't tell if this was because he uh, he uh, be, I, I I was confused if it was like the Americans like saw his character and like were confused and then like accidentally like gave him a boy's voice or something. I couldn't tell how much the dub was really translating it because, (laughs) because I watched the first episode, like 10 minutes of the first episode with the subs on Mm. and they're completely different. Like the translation that the Japanese subs were was different than the voices so i just turned the 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 subs off so don't (laughs) trust the dubs completely um but it in japanese he's also a male voice actor so it's he's supposed to be like a cool 80s like visual kai guy no he's not supposed to be a cool 80s guy (laughs) what is he supposed to be then he's He's a guy who just did what he had to do to survive in prison. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, he's performed in... Um, he's performed by uh, a, a voice actor who his Wikipedia says he had a distinctive, calm, aristocratic sounding voice, which often typecasts him as villainous or anti-hero strategists and intellectuals. Um, and he played... Um, Omar Fang and Mobile Scoop Gundam. Um, he has like a long, illustrious career as effete uh, villains. Um, so, so Benton is the sort of like he looks like he looks like the guy from that '80s metal band Cinderella. You know what I mean? Like big white hair, and he has red nails and high yeah. heels on and stuff, and like. The, the, I mean, he's wearing like a Hillary he like Clinton a suit. Yeah, he's he looks got like big a girl. eyelashes and red lips. Like they could have very easily dubbed him with a chick voice, and it would have been completely you fine. Would you would literally, have, you would have been like, "Oh, okay, that's a lady." <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. have even thought twice about it. What is that girl from uh, Tenshi Moyo? Or no, no, Inuyasha. Inuyasha. Yeah. The, the main the one girl? With the, the white hair. Oh, that's Inuyasha. Okay. Inuyasha has seen. the white hair. That's a boy. That's a boy, too? Fucking, Inuyasha what has is, a masculine face. What is wrong with Japan? Inuyasha <laughs> looks like a boy. Shut up. Uh, well, I don't know. I've never seen this show. Look at him. Um, that's a guy. He's just got long hair. He has cat ears. <laughs> and bangs. <laughs> yeah. He does Big, have long bangs. White That's hair. important. <laughs> I don't know if I watch enough anime to like look at his face and be like, "Oh, that's a boy face." Looks like a. It looks like everybody. They all look the same. He looks like Ash Ketchum. Well, with a so wig Misty. <laughs> well, anyway, um, so so in the first episode, we focus on Sengoku and uh they're trapped there's like a a bunch of people trapped in a skyscraper and the computer is like taken over the the skyscraper and everybody is um trapped inside 
and he's got to go save it. This is literally the same plot as a William Gibson X-Files episode called mm-hmm. The Ghost in the Machine. No, 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 not The Ghost in the Machine. The other one that he wrote that is bad <laughs> where like a big cyber, a big skyscraper is taken over by a computer. Um, so I don't know if when, which one was first, but somebody's ripping somebody off. It's 1990, isn't the X-Files is like 91 or 92 isn't it i think it's 93 yeah mm. so so it sounds I mean, like old billy <laughs> sounds like old yeah. billy might have got himself an idea off an anime i that's would not surprise me because he likes to watch japanese he likes stuff. to it steal <laughs> i don't know if he likes to steal He's exactly a little bit of a thief <laughs> <laughs> um but that's what happens in that one. I, I I don't remember anything super memorable from No. No, from I don't. The first episode. Or I was the afraid. second for that matter. <laughs> well, I liked the second one. The second one is really cool, actually. I thought the third one was the good one. The third personally. one is also okay. The second one, first one I was like, okay. The the council member who elected this one said that it was bad but it's also fun or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I was fully going in expecting not to like this at all. So I think that helped just like having my, my expectations on the floor for this one. Yeah. The first one, I thought that the, there is some cool, uh, animation and we'll get to that in a, in a minute, but, um, I wasn't mad at the animation. It's, it's, it's five years after Akira it learned a lot. It's it's looking pretty good, I thought. But the the first episode is pretty stupid. Um but I thought the second one is um the second one is the one that opens with um the guy like in the weird chair trying to take his collar off and blowing his own head off. Mm-hmm. Um and I was immediately like, Oh, that's an interesting plot point and then we we hang out with Gogol who I think is just a more interesting character. He's got this like more nonchalant attitude. The like cops come to his trailer and he's reading that Russian novel and they're like, you got to tell us we're looking for a bitch. She's probably here. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a cop too. And like, they're like, Oh, sorry. And they leave. And then she really is there. And they have like this, this interesting relationship where she's like a anti she's like a bounty hunter or something. And, uh, they're looking for this, uh, X, this like RoboCop thing, this like cyborg weapon. Um, and that guy, <laughs> the guy, the military guy who's like in control and trying to get the cyborg sounds exactly like Spotswood from team America. <laughs> yeah. And that was making me laugh. <laughs> um, and then there's like a big action sequence of, of him getting it back. And I, I really liked the design of the robot predator like thing, the like RoboCop guy I thought he was really cool. And I thought the, his visor getting ripped off and like it, the, the RoboCop thing, like growing legs, um, like really long legs, just like the, all the design and stuff of this episode I thought was real fun. And you know, his, his girlfriend dying underwater was pretty intense um i don't know this one started to win me over and then it ends with uh we haven't talked about it yet but i gotta say the soundtrack is pretty cool yes the soundtrack bangs pretty fucking hard the music fucking goes and this ending one had like this really beautiful like melody um ballad ending that's like ends pretty sad and he's like it's just like him he finally wins and then they like radio him and they were like it's like three seconds before his collar was going to explode and he like wins and they're like, we're shutting off your timer. And then he's just like sitting there like on the Eiffel tower thing, like looking over and there's like really great music. I was like, okay, this this is so bad. It's kind of a good, kind of a good movie. And then we go to the third one. Uh, What happens in the third one? It's a vampire, right? Vampire. uh, And he's, uh, but it's like a it's like a disease thing that this guy is like infecting people with and it's like making them immortal but they're also vampires uh and but it turns out that he's trying to become immortal himself uh yes. and our uh our beautiful lady boy goes uh to hunt the vampires 
he leaves his friends behind because they, of course, wouldn't know a vampire unless it uh, or <laughs> bit them on the. T- they wouldn't know it if it bit them on the end of their dick. They um, wouldn't even know the vampire if it bit them on the end of their dick. <laughs> Classic insult. Yeah. Um, you know how we're always saying that to each other, us fellas. <laughs> yeah, but that's how boys act. That's how boys act. Like when somebody <laughs> asks me to like come to a soccer game and I know they're not a real fan, I'd say you wouldn't know Lionel Messi if he bit you on the end of your fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know shit about the game. Stay home, child. <laughs> anyway, so it's uh, so so he's off hunting, and then there's like a chick, uh, and he like falls in love with her, uh, mm-hmm. but she's a vampire. Um, and then is she he, a vampire? She is. Yeah, she's a vampire. Oh, okay. Because uh, she's like won't she can't die. But then when he kills the old guy, she can, so she wants to. Oh, yeah, and then they send her out to space. Send her off into space, yeah. They put Mm -hmm. her in a fucking, like, a fucking Dutch suicide pod thing. (laughs) (laughs) They just gas her and then shoot her off into space. Oh, yeah, this is the episode where he, so he meets her in one of those pods, right? She's, like, in, she's cryogenically frozen, Mm -hmm. right? And then there's, like, this weird, like, if it looks like if uh hr geiger designed a matrix pod mm-hmm. and then there's like saber tooth tigers in there and then he's got this cool uh garrot yes. and he like uses to kill them but it's like uh um, it's not a garrot because it's like uh he doesn't choke them with it he like cuts stuff with it like right he like fucking like slices a gun in half with it like yeah they uh, they're using their little um like ninja turtle sigh thing which I guess is actually called a. They say gite. Uh huh. Say it. Say the word. Gite. I don't know how it's actually said, but they have this like cool little, like futuristic, ancient Edo police weapon called the gite that like kind of shoots like a gun, but also is electric and just looks like a little it looks like half of a sigh from yeah. like Raphael has um but he also uses this garrot thing um and that's a cool sequence too and uh yeah it turns out it's not a real vampire it's a guy who has the fangs like that but he's like using it to i guess genetically modify people so he can like take their dna or something i couldn't really follow this one honestly um but he's trying to make it um he's trying to make it so he can live forever but he's yeah. all weird and old and he's all weird like, and old and then he takes the drug he does like an overdose of it and then it makes him young and strong uh yeah and then um what's his name the guy benton benton yeah benton uh opens like the fucking hatch and sends him off into space and he like rips apart into tiny little pieces yeah uh and that's pretty sick i thought it would have been really cool and like a brutal sort of a thing to consider even like that the guy remains immortal but he's like in ripped pieces. apart in tiny pieces floating through space for eternity you know it's like shuddering in pain forever <laughs> yeah uh-huh Ugh. Um, but then he like does the cell thing where he just like reforms, uh, and then he comes back in and he's like, you fool, you fucking idiot. You thought that would do it. <laughs> fool. But then he uses his little Raphael sigh and strikes him through the heart and that does it for some oh, reason. Oh yeah, that's what does it. And then he puts his girlfriend he's in a vampire. the Dutch suicide pod and sends her off into space. <laughs> He does do that. He does do that. I think um, overall, I don't like this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it at all, but it. I think I, it, there there's it has, something to it. it. It has something to it. I think there's interesting things. I think the the biggest thing it has going for it is, like I said, the dub is hilarious. The dub really helps it a lot. <laughs> 
And I like the idea of like them because they're prisoners and because it's this sort of like, you know, fucked up situation there. And I like that they're just like cursing pieces of shit. You know, I think that's kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, I think it its biggest failing points are one, it doesn't develop the characters at all. So I don't know who the fuck they are. I don't care about them. I don't know shit about them. <laughs> I barely remember their names. Two of them have way too similar of names. Uh, that's a problem, too. <laughs> Uh, Wait, Sengoku and Gogol? Yeah, too similar. They yeah. sound the same almost every time they say it on the show. The other problem is these character designs are just dog shit. They don't look good. That's not the main <laughs> character of this fucking show, and neither none of these three guys look like they should be the main character of a fucking anime. They all look like they're like a side bully character at at like the special school for criminals or yeah. whatever like yeah absolutely all three of them would be like the asshole who's in the but they're all um they're all kuwabaras and kuwabara is not the main character <laughs> i don't really know who that is they've got Kuwabara. big they've got big second character face and that's you yuku you yeah you look at that guy and you're like that's not the main character of a show no not he's... on your life no, not at all. I mean, I did honestly, I do appreciate it though, because a lot of modern anime stuff is just like faceless, skinny, pretty boy. Yes. Um, and at least these guys I could tell apart. Like they all have wildly different hair. Like <laughs> uh there's a big black pompadour and he wears a cool big red jacket is Sengoku, and then you've got Gogol who's got a big red mohawk and and you know, big scars on his face and the visor, and then Bennett, Bennett, not Bennett. I can never remember that guy's name. Um, the the lady guy, he is uh, Benton. You know, he looks very specific. He's look has big white hair. Mm -hmm. So at, at least I could tell them apart. But you're right; they're not like they're not. Uh, it's hard to they're all kind of assholes too yeah like they're <laughs> they're all big jerks and and i'd and i'll say the the second episode the second and third episode well i do like the endings a lot where he just like sends her out into space to die and i really like gogol's sort of final thing on the eiffel tower um and the music is good it, it they were really similar emotionally mm -hmm. um and so it was like, oh, okay, this again, I guess. Yeah. Um, just like the the character meets a girl that they like and then have to lose them for whatever reason. Yeah. And, and it just like it, it all kind of leaves you feeling like what was the point of this? What was I supposed to get from this? What was I supposed to think of this? Where was this going? Like it just feels like three episodes of a show that didn't, you know, that there's no more of, you know, yeah. Whether or not and I, I mean, would have wanted to see more or not, it feels like a random selection of three episodes of a show. Yes, I agree. It does feel that way. And I don't know. It's like, it's so close to being really cool though. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I really, really enjoyed the soundtrack and I see here that it was released on CD and it was, it's out of print. Um, but it's good. And, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Apparently there was a British dub and an entire rescoring of the, the, the music, mm -hmm. um, which I'm, I'm not going to watch, but I kind of want to check out. I think that's what we out. watched. I think that's what that was. Mm -mm. I, I watched a, uh, specifically the Japanese music with a, with an english dub and then there's a uk dub um and it's the actors actually, we listened to but different music it no it's an even differenter dub there's there's two different dubs what there for there's like a british version with a british root music <laughs> which i, I did only not see watch. two sets of voice actors on here though i know i don't know why but on on the streaming site or on the site that i watched this on wink wink mm. uh there's three sets of audio tracks and there's the japanese there's the dub with the original japanese music and then there's the dub with um uk music yeah um so i don't know which one's on youtube but if we both like the music it's probably the japanese one yeah um 
so I don't know. Um, it's, it's not, I don't want to be too hard on it. Cause it's like really early. It's the night. It's like really early nineties. It's like mm-hmm. 1990. Um, and I definitely wasn't watching anime at this point. Um, but I know a lot of the stuff that actually made it over to America or the uh, Europe was like kind of like this. And it's funny cause it's like, I feel like the swearing in the dub is because like the Westerners really needed to be pounded on the head that this wasn't for kids. Right. And so they like always were saying fuck over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's such a silly thing to do. It really feels like they could remake this into something good it's hard because cyberpunk is so played out at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just feels like we live in these worlds and like, what are you really saying at this point? Um, yeah. What if advertising got fucked up? Yeah. What if corporations were in charge of everything? What if we did uh, like awful things to prisoners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if we made prisoners do labor and violence? Uh, wouldn't that be crazy? Uh, it just feels like a little bit toothless at this point because the world we live in has become so bad. Um, I'm not saying that there isn't anything to do, but I think I think it is an interesting way to get around doing a detective show where you, you don't actually have to be rooting for police. <laughs> um, and that's fun. Detective shows are fun. You know, so if you made really interesting, fun, like X-Files monster of the week detective stories like this, but they were well acted and well plotted and the character design was a little better. I think this would be a really fun show. Yeah, I think there's I, I think it's got the right bones, but uh, I couldn't in good faith recommend this to anybody. Yeah. And I I'm yeah, Especially I considering this guy goes on to direct animatrix shit. So like. Just watch the Animatrix. It's like this. It's it's way better. Yeah, this guy did. This is the Vampire Hunter D guy. Mm-hmm. So you know he and and he did Ninja Scroll. Um, you know he he. It's good animation. The animation is pretty cool in a lot of places, especially the the villain designs. I I loved every villain. All the robots look really cool, and it, you know if you've seen literally every cyberpunk and you're a cyberpunk fiend and you want to throw it on sure but it's not it's not necessary watching i wouldn't recommend it yeah yeah i'm watching so, um i just pulled up another thing that this guy made um called goku midnight eye goku midnight eye different guy different goku um different goku yeah it's a it's, oh, he's look a, at that cover yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so goku in this is a detective who dresses like a chippendale he's like just like a big buff dude in a like no shirt under a no suit shirt. jacket but with a tie hanging uh, <laughs> and then the cover art is just like him with like a hot chick it's very funny yeah She's like throwing she's like her ass at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Over a crossbow, it looks like. Yeah, you got to look at this, listener. You got to You got to check it out. Check out Goku, Goku Midnight, Midnight Eye. Eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to you're going to want to look at that. You're going to want to look at that. <laughs> so we, we recommend looking at the cover of Goku Midnight Eye, but not this movie slash <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, so thanks so much for listening to the show. Thanks, Dark Council, for selecting this one. It's pretty fun, even if we didn't really like it. Yeah. Um, and next week we will be covering, I believe, Memories? Memories, 1995. Uh, yet another animation anthology. Um and that one also has Otomo in it. Um, so we'll, we'll be watching that one. Wow. Uh, and if you'd like to, if you'd like to watch... <laughs> guess what? It's more anime. Uh, yeah, I, I suggest... I want to point out that I suggested multiple like other countries anthology animation ones. Not the house fucking happen. From, like, the, from, from Eastern Europe. There's a Soviet one. There's American ones. Not on your Remember life. Remember Fears of the Dark? No. Uh, it had like Charles Burns animation in it. Um, 
I suggested a lot of things. The Dark Council, their whims are their own, and they wanted to make Jeremy watch anime. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So that's what we're doing next week is memories. And if you'd like to watch it with us, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and get into the Discord uh, where we will do that. And uh, you also get bonus episodes every week where we talk about the movie news. We answer your listener emails. Sometimes we talk about the Sopranos. You'll find out more about there at patreon.com slash generation loss. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Gen Loss Pod. You can follow us individually from there. And until next time, that's, that's movies. movies.